Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. Today, I'm bringing on the show um, a friend of mine, a friend and colleague named Josh Trent. And I went on his show when I was publishing my book, Vibe, in 2017. And he has a really cool podcast. It's called Wellness Force Radio Podcast. And he has... He looks really young, but he's actually spent 17 years as a trainer and a researcher and a facilitator. And he really dives into the physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. I mean, how great does that sound uh, in this crazy climate that we're in that we talk about every week on the Vibe Show? I really, really enjoyed being um, a guest on his show. He's very intuitive and spiritual and, and, um, and just a great interviewer. But his his movement that he's created, the Wellness Force movement, um, especially now in 2020, is he wants to end the mental health crisis and be part of humanity coming together to heal both mental and physical health through breath work. We're going to talk about breath work today, if you've been curious about that. I've been curious about it for a long time. And so he and I have been talking for a few months about, got to get you on the show and talk, and, and talk about this this thing. It sounds like, well, we all know how to breathe. Well, it turns out that there are ways that we can leverage our breath that we do all day, every day in some form or another to, to be healing. But he, he talks about breath work and organic superfoods and wellness intelligence. Welcome to the Vibe Show, Josh Trent. Thank you. Super stoked. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay. So tell us what your whole, your, your whole story is. Seems like most um, experts that we have on the show, even if they have like an MD or a PhD or whatever, they seem to have a healing journey of their own. What's what's your story? How'd you end up running this this amazing podcast? Well, thank you. And I was thinking about when we had done our show about vibration and measuring the vibrations of food and just how important food is. I, I flashed back to when I was super young. Uh, I never really had an understanding, Robin, of the power of food. It just wasn't in my parents' consciousness. It wasn't in mine. So, you know, I'm a young kid. My dad leaves home when I'm like two months old. I spent the first couple of weeks in an incubator. I mean, I'm pulling the time machine way back here. Is that okay? Wow. Yeah. This, this is where it's. Were you born really early? Were you born early? Yeah, I was four pounds, 11 and a half ounces. So I was just under five pounds when I was born. So I put on some weight since then in a good way. <laughs> and, and um, but anyways, you know, when I, when I look back on my trajectory, like my, my sole contract to be here, I chose a pretty challenging construct to step into. Uh, dad leaves home. My mom had manic bipolar all throughout my childhood. Um, so I really never had that foundation of safety and security. So from a root chakra level, I was very ungrounded at an early age. Now, when I'm that young and I don't have the emotional tools, the psychological tools, the physical tools, I just don't have the knowledge. Of course, I'm going to do whatever I can to feel safe. And I found this drug and I know, you know, it. it's called food and I used food for a long time. And it was a way that I was able to deal with the emotions I was feeling. Um, but I was really just mashing them down. Flash forward. I'm 21. I'm like 280 pounds. I'm I'm an automotive mechanic at that time because I didn't know my power of voice. I didn't uh, honor my connection and my ability to use words to to open up people's hearts and to speak the truth. I just didn't know it was there. 
And so I'm like in a relationship. I hate at the same time. It was like, it was like wealth was not there. Career was not there. My health was poor. And the relationship I was in was, I was not happy. It was like the universe was sledgehammering me. So I'll never forget this one moment, Robin. I was at a party drinking beer because that was another way that I would numb out. Yeah. At a, I'm 21 years old. I slammed the party cup down. I looked at my belly. I felt how just unhappy and just depressed I, I was. And I'm just, I'm actually kind of feeling it right now. This is really interesting. I'm just feeling the emotion of it. And I looked up at the sky and I just had this moment, like there's gotta be more to life than this. And it was the first time ever I had actually felt the presence of a higher power. And I, I put the cup down and I ran home drunk, basically. I ran home like two, three miles. I got on the computer and I was like, how do I lose weight? How do I get healthy? In the next 18 months, I, I did a bunch of low carb and high carb and all kinds of different diets. And I, I lost 80 pounds. I gained 60 of it back. And I, I got to this point where I was literally just on my knees and I was just like, okay, God, like if you're out there, like I need some support here <laughs> because I don't know what to do. And I left, I left everything behind. I left my mom's mental illness. I left my career. I just, I basically burned the boats, right? You've heard of that parable. I burned the boats. I was like, I don't know what I want, but I don't want this. I moved to Hawaii. I, I got in touch with nature. So six months I just, I surfed and I hiked and I fished. Um, and I found fitness and, and fitness was at a gym and I started to learn about the body. I started to learn about the, the gateway to wellness, which is fitness. And that led me to a, a 10 year career in personal training and, and you know, 10,000 hours with clients and understanding what it takes to embody these different practices of health. And then I got to this point where I was done with the fitness industry. Um, you know, David Data calls it like the space between purposes. Well, I went to corporate America because I wanted a safe career. I didn't work on my mindset like I worked on my fitness. And so I had to really go to the deep, dark contrast that the universe provided me, which was, uh, I'm not going to actually be worthy of my dream. I'm just going to put my dream in a little box and I'm going to go support someone else's dream. But every day, Robin, that haunted me. Like I would get up in the morning, I would go sit in a cubicle. I was in the action sports industry because I still wanted to be involved in health and fitness, but I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself to be the powerful man that I am. And so I had to look at my face every day in the mirror and understand that I wasn't on the right path. And then I got this beautiful gift of being fired in 2015. It was like the third round of the hero's journey. I'm driving home from the corporate job that I got fired from. And there was like this space in my heart that was totally excited <laughs> that I got fired. And then there was this other space in my heart that was like, what are you going to do now, man? And so I pulled the trigger on Wellness Force and, and I, I had a sound healing ceremony. There's a lot more story that, that went along with it, but, you know, a couple million downloads and all kinds of just incredible experiences later, here we are talking on your show. But it came to that moment where I literally was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And then when I was unwilling to look at the space in my heart and the space in my consciousness to actually believe in myself when I started to believe in myself and I asked higher intelligence for support, that's when my life took a trajectory up. Uh, and that's how I'm here with you today. Amazing. And so somewhere in that path, you discovered breath work. And I confess, I don't know much about it. Talk about what it even is. Well, most people think that breath work is when you pound your chest and, you know, do like Wim Hof stuff, which is cool. That's, that's breath work as well. But real breath work is this lever that we can pull to reduce stress. And that's really the construct of this conversation, right? Like people look at breath work in, in a three different ways. And let's just define what breath work really is. It's the voluntary and involuntary system that we can use 
that can be a lever we can pull for our autonomic nervous system. And of course, I know you've shared this on the show. The autonomic nervous system is the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. When we consciously control respiration, we can downregulate the sympathetic and we can upregulate the parasympathetic. The parasympathetic is where we have our, our, our branch in the autonomic nervous system. Now, autonomic is when it's things that are doing what they're doing without our conscious knowledge, right? Like digestion of food and heartbeat. Like you don't beat your own heart, it beats itself. The system that exists in our body, the autonomic nervous system, this has two branches inside of it, right? The parasympathetic and the sympathetic. The parasympathetic is when we have our resting, our digesting, our connection with others. Our, it's a calming state in the body. These are the flood of hormones that we get. On the other side, we have the sympathetic. The sympathetic is like if we're being chased by a robber, we need to get away from that robber. So all the blood goes to our organs. All the blood leaves our skin. We're sprinting. It's fight, flight, freeze, or just basically like save your life. What happens is in our current world, we are continually flooded with stress. It's more like a drip every single day. Now, stress is good. I don't think all stress is bad. I'm not here to demonize stress. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the lever we can pull on this autonomic nervous system through conscious, and, and by the way, conscious meaning we're in control of it, conscious respiration, that's what allows us to manually shift our body from stress to safety. And that's the whole construct of breath work, specifically acute breath work which we can go into more too. Interesting. I, I hadn't heard it explained so simply in a sort of physical way of, of pulling the lever to calm ourselves. And I, I once heard a quote that um, uh, breath can turn, breath turns fear to excitement. And I didn't know what that meant, but then I just started playing with it. And if I find that I'm my stomach is tied in knots and I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, which anxiety is my demon in life. You know, I've been blessed with fairly good phys physical health, but anxiety can sometimes be almost paralyzing for me if things yeah. get out of control. And here we are in 2020 when we've, ne we've never had more actual real live things to be anxious about. Sure. And so I'm, that's why I was really interested in this. And you and I connected for a minute before we started recording. And I was glad to learn that you're, you're where I and my audience are, which is that you're very much acknowledging the, the, the real and present danger that we're in right now and the, the danger to our physical health and our emotional health. And that's why I think the timing is perfect to talk about this. But um, I know that you, so you mentioned Wim Hof a minute ago, and maybe you could talk a little about breath work and cold therapy, building emotional resilience. You know, I started doing, um, like I, I get in my sauna and then, in fact, I was doing this at the beginning of this whole COVID thing when I really wasn't sleeping. I was so stressed out as I started to research and realize what's really going on here. Me too. And I was doing this every day, sometimes twice a day because it helped me so much. I would get in my sauna and I would put um, a 20 pound bag of ice in the, in the coldest water I could in the bathtub. And I live in Park City, which is a ski town. So it's really cold water. <laughs> and then I would, I would, so I'd get out of the sauna, jump in the ice water and then back in the sauna and back in the ice water, just because I figured, well, I bought a 20 pound bag of ice. I want to get the most out of it. And I yeah. felt like 10 million bucks every time I did it. In fact, I want to get back to doing it. I want to get back to doing it. But will you talk a little bit about that whole Wim Hof thing, the breath work, the cold therapy, because I didn't know what to do when I would get in the freezing cold water because I would panic. Sure. I would panic and yeah. I would like just try to normalize my breathing because otherwise I wasn't breathing at all. I was just surviving. 
Tell, tell us about that. I hear you. And by the way, like, I just want to go back a minute. I, to this day, still am very conscious of my relationship with anxiety. I mean, this is the whole preface to why I spent three years traveling, learning from like Mark Devine and Niraj Naik and taking Soma Breath and a month in Thailand and learning from Gwen Payne in Sedona with Breath is Prayer and learning from Dr. Belisa Vranich about her breathe program. Like everything that I've gone down the road of calming myself is because I am conscious, Robin, like you, I am conscious of my relationship with anxiety. And I don't know if it ever goes away. I just think that we become stronger and we become more resilient in the face of it. But I don't I don't yes. think my anxiety is terrible. I think I have learned that anxiety is my fuel. Anxiety is the thing that keeps me going, keeps me working, keeps me trying. Yeah. But then there's a point at which it's too much and that's where I think what you're <laughs> yes. teaching is really valuable. Absolutely. Because think about stress. If you, if you can imagine, I like to speak in, in metaphor and example of pictures. So everybody with us right now, think of a bathtub. The bathtub is your capacity for stress. You, let's say you have children. Well, already you're going to fill the bathtub up with half water. Then let's say you have an entrepreneurship or a career that's very demanding. Well, that's another 25% full. So you now you only have 25% of stress to work with in your life. If you're in a demanding relationship, that's another 20, 25%. If you stack any more stress on top of that, you have what Hans Selye calls the exhaustion phase when you look at GAP, general adaptation syndrome and general adaptation phase. So this Hans Selye model of stress is what I built the program off of. And we have to be aware like, hey, stress is, is a bathtub. We can only have so much stress in our lives. So I love that you brought up like I, I put ice in the bathtub because it's really important for us to be friends with stress. Like you said, to be friends with our anxiety. Anxiety is really just excitement without a lack of breath. I mean, that's what's going on here. We are, we are anxious about something. We are excited to either meet it, solve it, or transcend it. That's it. So I get excited about things. It doesn't mean that I'm always anxious, but anxiety for me, and I think for most of us, anxiety happens when we are holding our breath. If you hold your breath, you are shifting your body from that rest and digest right over to fight or flight. That's Interesting. And I think people don't even know when they're holding their breath. That's what I've, I'm not nearly as evolved with the breath work as you are, but I've just noticed like if I'm feeling massive anxiety, I realize I haven't taken a deep breath all day today. Absolutely. And you know what? Everybody listening, let's just do one breath together. So breathe in through your nose for three seconds, hold it at the top for three seconds. And when you exhale, this is the key. This is actually a really cool trick. Make an audible sound like, ah, when you exhale. So exit all your air, breathe in through your nose for three seconds. Fill your belly with air. Just hold for a moment here. Just feel your heart beating. And now just breathe out and make an audible sound. I promise you, you do that six times, you will literally change your state. It's so simple. Your logical mind is going to maybe share with you that it's not that simple. I promise you it's simple. Now here's where it gets challenging and here's where we need accountability and awareness. Just because something's simple doesn't mean it's easy, right? Because when you're in an argument with your spouse or when you're feeling that bathtub leak stressful water over the edges, you have to train yourself. The only way out of this breath holding, this chronic breath holding that we all do is to train ourselves to be aware of when we're doing it. And the way we can do that is by practicing awareness. The awareness cannot be anything else but step number one. That goes for anyone that's interested in eating more plant foods. It goes for anyone that's interested in doing more movement. Same thing applies to breathing. So how do we do this awareness? We practice doing cyclical breath. 
Now, we, you talked about Wim Hof earlier. You talked about cold therapy. I'm still going to go there. But with cold therapy, think about what that is. It's a shock to your system and it makes you go, <gasps> right? You're, you're cold. You're in the water. It's like, what, what am I going to do here? Cold training. It's really training. It, it's cold therapy is so beneficial. Like the, the benefits of cold therapy are absolutely incredible. Um, not to mention skin health not to mention any kind of health for blood flow, but really the mental strength that comes from being in cold water, you're actually training psychosomatically and physically, you're training your body to meet the demands of our modern world. And that is, we're scrolling on Facebook, we see something that makes us angry because our, our health freedom is being taken away. What do we do? We go, that pisses me off. We take a breath in, we get angry. Same thing happens in the cold tank, right? So what I do, and I just bought a big freezer. It's here on my deck. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I bought this freezer because I keep my water at 40 degrees. That's a nice temperature for beginners. What happens is you're going to get in there and you're going to feel that constriction. All the blood is going to rush to your internal organs to keep you alive. But guess what? That's the same response that happens when you're stressed at a spouse or when you're stressed on your Facebook feed. It's the exact same thing. This is literally training for you to feel your stress and actually get it out in a positive way because energy is energy, right, Robin? Like <laughs> vibe is vibe. So you're either going to feel the stress and mash it down with food or arguments or shopping or things that aren't health related, or you're going to be able to use your breath to breathe the stress out. So what I do in the cold tank is I go three minutes, I get in there and I start doing cyclical breath. You can draw this with your mind as you're, as you're listening here. My inhale is 180. My exhale is 180. I put that together. It's 360. I focus on my belly. Most people breathe through their chest. Dr. Belisa Vranich calls it vertical breathing. Most people, when they breathe, their shoulders rise. So you can identify. There's a quick test on her website, and you can identify for yourself. Are you a vertical breather or are you a horizontal breather? When you breathe, does your belly extend and come back or do your shoulders rise? If your shoulders rise, you're a vertical breather. That's actually not a kind of breath that we want to do in the cold tank or in life. So that's the starting point for this cold therapy conversation. There is so many more benefits to it, but really everyone can do this. I would recommend that people just maybe take a cold shower for a minute, right? You don't have to buy a, a freezer and be a biohacker if you don't want to, but at least get in the shower and just test yourself. Like how how can I deal with the stress of the cold like I deal with the stress of my spouse, uh, my job, or what's going on with our country? And can I use my conscious respiration in order to calm myself down? Because then I'm going to be able to come from a place of love, a place of confidence, a place of being still in myself. So that's the real power of this cold therapy. It's training for life. So are you saying that, you know, so I told you how I get out of my sauna and it's kind of like welcome in a way to jump into cold water, except you know, like, I don't think anybody really wants to get in water that's that cold. So I turn it on completely cold and then I dump 20 pounds of ice in it. Are you saying that you sit in, you could sit in ice water for three whole, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying that because Wim Hof obviously does it yes. for, what does he do it for an hour or something? I but, think um, he's done it for a long time. I don't even know the limit. I probably I don't hours, think he's, yeah. I don't think he's entirely human. There might be something else going <laughs> he on. Might he might be a hybrid. Yes. Right. But do you, could you do that? Do you do that? And you're sitting there taking deep breaths for three minutes in ice water? Yes, but here's this is the key. Here's what I'm doing. I'm fully inhaling through my nose with my tongue pushed to the roof of my mouth. I'm relaxed. I'm consciously relaxing. This is that lever we're talking about, right? So when I consciously pull my breath and I am in control of my breath, I am not a slave to my biology. 
So the stress response for anything that comes up is an alarm phase. I talked about the Hans Selye, right? Hans Selye in the 60s created the, the stress response. There's an, a reaction phase, which is acute, right? Cold water, scream at your spouse, whatever it is. Then there's something where we go into like an adaptation. We adapt to it. And then there's exhaustion phase. Exhaustion is when you start having biological consequences. So what we're doing is we're playing in those first two phases. Yes, I sit in the water for three minutes, sometimes five minutes, depending on how much I want to challenge myself or maybe how stressed I am. But here's the key, Robin. I'm consciously using that respiration. I am drawing a circle through my nose and I'm exhaling out of my mouth and I'm using only my belly to breathe. The diaphragm, and this is the science behind this, the diaphragm innervates with the endocannabinoid system and it also innervates with the entire nervous system. So we have that vagal nerve, the vagus nerve that runs from the back of our head all the way down our spine. It innervates into the back of the diaphragm. When I take a big deep breath and I'm doing that for three minutes, I am flooding my body. That vagal nerve is signaling my stress system to cycle down to the parasympathetic. And I am literally biologically calming myself down. So whether you're spiritual or whether you're scientific, like breath work works for you no matter who you are. Now, the ultimate challenge is if you go beyond five minutes, and to be honest, like I've even heard from multiple teachers, there's no need to go more than five minutes. You're just kind of being egoic at that point. And I think okay, for most I, people I, too. I can't even imagine going longer than one minute. So I'm just going to admit to being like a, a cold therapy um, loser or at least beginner. So I think I'm doing awesome. If I do a minute, like I totally yes. am congratulating myself. That's and a I great start. Three minutes. Like it, is it still getting some good benefits with one minute? Absolutely. Say yes. Y- y- Yes. No, you are. Because think about, think, here's the visual. When you go into a cold tank, right, you're taking all the blood that's on, on the subcutaneous level and you're shunting it. You're pulling it into your internal organs. So your viscera is being heated up. It, it's your body's stress response to keep you alive. So it's a training that most people don't go through, but it'll actually invigorate you more than you could ever realize. Here's why. When you get extra blood flow to your internal organs, it leaves all the tight junctions in your skin, all the capillaries, all the blood vessels, and it goes, bam, all the way into your liver, your stomach, your intestines, and it holds them tight. When we do that, we compress, right? This is why athletes go into ice tanks after they have a hard football game or a tennis match. When you leave the cold tank, your body has to then heat itself back up. So you have that thermic effect where the blood flow goes from the internal organs to the skin. That's the power of this really beyond just the stress response. There's also like longevity and hair and skin and nails. Anytime you're increasing vascularity and blood flow in the body, you're going to get positive health effects. Okay. Fascinating. So how are you finding that your clients, I know you teach people breath work and we'll, we'll give a a link to how to follow Josh's work and really dive into his course and really get control of your stress, get control of your anxiety, your depression, um, using breath work. We'll talk about that, but how are you finding uh, people are receiving this concept and and how are they needing it that's different in 2020 than, than before? Are you finding this is a very hot topic right now? Yeah. It's funny because I'm, I'm 40. I've never experienced as much stress as I've experienced in 2020, like just on a personal level, you know, we are not designed to be spineless automatons that cower to people that tell us what's good for us. That is not how our soul is designed to live here on this planet. And so what's happening is everyone is having a soul check moment where it's like, okay, how strong are you? How willing are you to stand up for what you believe in? 
How willing are you to take full personal responsibility in the same way that you take financial responsibility for your business, your health, your family? We are being checked at a gut level here. And anytime someone is challenged on a gut level, they're always going to experience more heat, right? I know you are skilled in the Ayurvedic arts. I don't care what your dosha is. Everybody is running hot right now. (laughs) So we need to breathe. We need the cold. And really what this is pointing us towards is we need each other. We are here on this planet. We are all figuring out what life is about together. But we all know deep down, no matter if you identify as left or right, Republican or Democrat, pro-life, pro-choice, these are all illusions. These are all illusions that are fed to us by a very high-level system of people that are trying to control the way you think through media, through narrative, through anything you can imagine. It is up to us right now to recognize what is going on. This is a multi-pronged attack at consciousness, at love itself. But here's the thing. It might be triggering. It might be very uh, viscerally upsetting for all of us. There's a part of me that knows we need this. Like we have been treating each other poorly. We have been treating the earth so poorly. We need this gut check moment. Although it's uncomfortable, I'm welcoming it at the same time because we have to stand the F up for what we believe in here. And what we believe in is that our health is in our hands. My health is not... um, my health is not reactive to a napkin that I wear on my face, right? My health is not responsive to someone telling me what I should be doing, should be eating, the way I should be breathing. My health is my responsibility. It's not someone else's responsibility. And so the, the long answer to your question in this roundabout of truth is we all have to stop, breathe, and assess where we actually are. And where we are is in the middle of the, either the sixth extinction on planet Earth Or we're in the middle of something so incredibly powerful, so loving, so healing, so connecting that it gives me chills just to even talk to you about it. And I believe in the latter. I believe that we are going to come through this. I think humanity has always been powerful. It is up to us to take control by pausing, stopping, learning how to breathe, learning how to connect back to the way we are supposed to live, by the way, which is connected to the earth, using the sun, being in the water sharing time in groups with each other, not listening to this six foot BS that has nothing to do with health and everything to do with control. With The time is now for us to wake up. I know everyone here is listening. We're already awake. We're all nodding our heads right now, but it is to use our lives to be this beacon of, of truth so that other people can see that Yes, your health is in your hands because you say so, not because someone else tells you what to do with your health. I think the only way we can get there is by slowing down. The reason we got here is because we've been running too fast. We've been going so fast. We've been pillaging this earth. We've been treating each other poorly because we're, quote, in a hurry, because we use the excuse of, oh, I'm so busy. Well, guess what? The busyness on a collective scale has brought us to this place where now if we don't slow down and if we don't take the emotional inventory, we will lead ourselves to that sixth extinction. But I think like the fact that you and I are here talking and people are feeling excited about this, it's going to point us towards the fact that it's really about transformation. And I think breath is a part of that. Yeah, I appreciate that you pointed out that we're all running hot. I like how you put that because I have to think about that every day because, you know, I have a conversation with my husband probably every day, like people are not themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm constantly saying people are not themselves. Um, I don't know if you know, Dr. Dr. Dan Pompa, but he's, he's my neighbor. And, um, his wife was so upset last week because her son didn't wear a mask at our whole foods market. 
And somebody got mad at him and went outside where his girlfriend was. His girlfriend was out there with, you know, her, the grocery cart. Yeah. And um, was so angry that uh, Dr. Pompa's son was not wearing a mask that they ran outside, ran across the parking lot and rammed her cart, like ran their cart into her cart. And it's just, it's Mm. shocking. But then we see stuff like that on social media all the time. Like people are, their patience is very thin right now. And, and, And when something crazy happens every single day, like not necessarily that someone rams my grocery cart, but you know, I constantly have to say people are not themselves right now. And, and it helps me to stop and realize every single person I'm talking to is scared that they don't have a way to provide for their families. Mm -hmm. Every single person I'm interacting with thinks the world's going insane and they don't know what their place in it is. And they don't know what a year from now is going to look like, or even a month from now. Every single person I'm talking to as a parent is scared for their children right now. So that's helping me to constantly check in like that. I've been really interested in, you know, it sounds like almost sophomoric to say, well, if you just breathe, everything will be fine. It's (laughs) it's not, obviously everything won't be fine, but we, we all have the tools in, in us. We, we get up every day and we're slaying, we're slaying dragons. I, I can't even believe the stuff that's happening in my business. I mean, partners are going bankrupt and stiffing us and all kinds of like, just, just, you know, it's always and in, in the best of times, it's hard to run a business. And right now it, you know, I get up in the morning and it feels impossible. And, um, I, but I know that I know that when I, ever since I heard that fear turns or let's see, breath turns fear to excitement. And I've put that to use and I stop and I take the six deep breaths and I like the really easy, simple way you have of three, count three in, hold three, release three and make, make some noise so that you're really, you're really exhaling and feel it in your belly. That's all like yes. the perfect basics. But every time I do that, I feel about a thousand percent better. So, so talk a little bit about the poor stress management. I mean, you kind of covered that, but poor stress sure. management that it really actually is connected to how we feel and what our disease risk is, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And and really what this points to, I mean, I love what you're you're getting at here. One phrase before I dig into that, that I have always said since 2017, I did this um, 14 hour crucible. It was this, it's called seal fit. It's an overnight Navy seal training. And I don't know what it is. Uh, looking back, it's very clear. I got a tattoo on my arm and it says, se posso respirare, posso scegliere. And in Italian, that means if I can breathe, I can choose. And I told myself that because I knew how hard this training was going to be. And at that time, I was really looking at anxiety in the face and wondering, like, why does this have so much control over my life? You know, I've always been very honest with my audience and with my community, like, hey, this is something that I'm aware of all the time. And so, yes, if you can take a breath, you can choose. You can choose to consciously come from a place of love. You can choose to take a logical, pragmatic step. You can choose to hug your children. But if you're not breathing... Your body's literally in a survival state. It's like being in cold water all day long. You're just like, ah, (laughs) you know, you're just super uptight. So what this means is so many people right now are shooken up at a root level, like the the root chakra, right? The the first chakra, the the chakra located at the base of our spine. This is what happens when we are are talking about safety, security, survival, basic needs, right? Food, shelter, uh, self-preservation. It's the way that we ground to the earth. When you take away someone's finances, 
you are literally attacking their, their first and, sh- and second chakra, specifically the root. So they're very ungrounded in that way. Now, what happens when you're ungrounded is the soul will start to look for ways that it can feel safe and ways for it to look to feel grounded. Believe it or not, that woman that slammed her shopping cart against the other shopping cart, she's actually just disrupted at a root level. And what I want to do right now is I want to honor and acknowledge the anger that so many of us have towards the attack on our freedom, the attack on our health liberty. But I also want to take a big breath and acknowledge how many millions of people are in fear, how many millions of people at a root level are completely unglued, completely ungrounded. For all we know, this COVID has brought up the way that their mother never loved them, the way that their father abused them, whatever it is. If people don't deal with their stress, and most people don't, if people don't deal with their wounding, either past life or this, it comes out in stressful situations. That's why people flip each other off on the freeway. It's not because they're really mad about that. It's because there is always suppressed and unconscious anger at a deep level that comes out when we are triggered and we are stressed. So I'm not excusing people's behavior right now. I'm just saying there's a reason why both polarities exist. The way that we can get to the truth on this is by using this respiration. So you can train yourself over the course of time. This this program I have is called Breathe, Breath, and Wellness. It's 21 days. We guide you through in a three-week period how you can actually be accountable, number one. How can you be accountable to knowing and being aware when you're not breathing? And secondly, what type of breathing is best for you in these acute stressful moments, right? We have breathing for stage fright. We have breathing for um, interrelational relationship stress. We have breathing for self-love. I think this is another topic we should definitely explore together today is the way that people do not love themselves because their parents never taught them how. And that's actually the root of most disease. What we're doing right now is we're being shooken to the core so that we can let all the stuff burn off that isn't love, that isn't connected to this higher power. And you and I are warriors. People here with us, like we're warriors. We're doing the real work. We're actually looking at how do we get through this? How do we not victimize ourselves and go into this communist regime where somehow, some way, we're going to get through this, but we have to take it into our own hands. And I think that's what this is about. And it starts with our breathing and then, of course, our hydration and all the pillars that you speak about in your work. But if we're not breathing, we're not choosing. And if we're not choosing, then we're left to someone else choosing for us. I'm going to come back to the self-love thing because you realize that, you know, I'm like 13 years older than you. Um, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So it was, you weren't even supposed to teach your kid that. And so we'll come back to (laughs) that. But since you've mentioned the pillars, what are your, I know you talk about seven pillars of wellness and well-being. So I'd love for my listeners to just listen to you go through them and you guys get your, if you're listening in your phone or whatever, write down in the notes of your phone, which ones you're deficient on, which ones you need to work on. This is cool because in the program, in Breathe, we talk about emotional inventory. Emotional inventory is when you itemize the things that are causing you the most stress, the most constriction. And then on the other side of it, we talk about the things that are in inventory surplus, right? So what what emotional intelligence do you have to where you are actually breathing correctly and eating well? So let's go through them. And the acronym is actually BREATHE, right? So BREATHE is the acronym. It's the seven pillars that we go off of in our program. And the B is for beliefs and core memory. So what beliefs do I hold on a deep subconscious level? And we start with beliefs, by the way, because beliefs run everything. They run the way you eat, sleep, move, think, everything. What beliefs do I have? So we go through that. 
And then next is the R, and the R is recovery and rest and sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're going to be way more triggered. Most people that are scrolling on social or that are not actively engaged in loving themselves through recovery and sleep, uh, they're going to be more susceptible to constriction, and they're going to be more susceptible to being ungrounded, right? Next is the E. We talk about eating and hydration and nutrients. And it's not like you need to track your calories. That's not what I'm saying with the E. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you want to focus on whole, dense nutrients, right? Whether it's plants or you can also, if if this is in your category, you can talk about ethically and sustainably harvested animals. So it's up to you where your moral compass points on that one. Our A is our actions from inspiration. Now, the reason I say actions is because our actions only come from us sleeping and from us being aware and from us eating properly. So we can't make positive actions toward our health unless we're taking care of those first fundamentals in the the initial part. Um, Next is going to be the T. Those are thoughts. This is a big one. (laughs) We have so many thoughts all day long that do not serve us. So the T in the breathe is actually, what are the thoughts that serve my dream? And there's a dream creation process that many people can go through in the program as well. Um, The H is habitual feelings, and we're almost to the end of this in the pillars. Our feelings is what dictates a lot of the decisions in our life. So I need to get to friends, a friendship zone with my feelings. Habitual feelings drive us. So we need to get very clear on those. And then, of course, the last one is going to be exercise, breath, and movement. And we save the best one for last because our movement and our breath are the same thing. It's the same way that we care for our body. It's the same way that we care for our breathing that helps us manage our stress. So the BREATHE acronym is what we focus on in the program. And just really simply, right, our beliefs start everything. Uh, We have to make sure that we're recovering properly. We have to make sure that we are eating well. And we have to make sure that our thoughts are serving our dream and we have to be aware of our habitual feelings. We have to act from inspirations and we have to exercise and breathe. So these these pillars, no matter how you want to describe them for yourself, they're all universally true for for every human. Um, Because unless we're aware of eating, moving and sleeping or beliefs, thoughts, feelings and actions, you can just remember it like EMS or BTFA. We have to get clear on all these pillars because they shape our lives. You know, they shape our relationships. They shape who we are. I want to come back to that concept that you mentioned of self-love. I know this is a very big part of what you teach. Will you talk about what that is? Because if if people are old enough listening to this, they're like, what does that even mean? That sounds super new agey. And like, nobody ever taught me anything about that. What, or, or, or they might even think of it as a bad thing, like, you know, narcissism yeah. or obsession with self. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I hear you on this. We're in a... We're in a massive transformation and dissolving of a very old system on the planet. And, and that is like the, the demonstrative patriarchy. And so I am neither left nor right, okay? I don't identify with any of these labels. I am not a Democrat or Republican. I am a human being with breath in my lungs, and I know that love is a verb, okay? Like love is not something that is going to move you. Love is something that is inside of you. So love is a verb. Like this is the reason why so many of us are confused about what love actually is. Uh, Love is actually all there is. And this has nothing to do with us sitting around a fire and playing a guitar. When you look, no matter how old you are, when you look at your child, when you look at your spouse, when you look in the mirror, that's an honest reflection of, do I love this person? Do I know what love even feels like? Narcissism and uh, 
being cocky and ostentatious has nothing to do with love. That's just an ego's reflection of love. True love for yourself is when you look at yourself and you are aware, you are conscious of the fact that you have unlimited potential, that you can do anything that you desire as long as you believe in yourself. And love is really what's going on in this world right now. It's either a lack of love or it's either I am fully embodied in love. So I know for some people that might have been a pretty big concept. Let me unpack that a little bit slower, right? If love is a verb and, and love is a choice, then it's something that we all can do whenever we choose. So what makes us actually love ourselves or love other people? It is a consistent awareness and a consistent practice of awareness that we have the choice to come from that space or not. In other words, there's only two forces that run everything, right? It's polarity, it's duality, it's light and dark, it's love or fear. It's very simple. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy, just like this breathing we're talking about. So when I talk about love and I think about what's going on in the world right now, why are we in an epidemic? We're in an epidemic because we've allowed tyrants, if you look at the work of Robert Moore and you look at the work of uh, many people that are in the, the space of consciousness and human evolution, no matter how deep you want to go on that, everyone's essentially saying the same thing with different words. And that is we have a bunch of wounded children that are running the country. And most of those wounded children are men. And so these men are on full display for us to see what's happening when we're not in conscious creation with this energy of love? What's happening when our shadow is on full display? You know, whether you like Trump or not, like he's showing us where our shadow is. He's showing us what happens when you treat women poorly, when your word and your actions are different. He's showing us the tyrant inside of ourselves. So we get to be in the understanding of that. And the only way, Robin, the only way that we are going to love ourselves is if we feel the darker side, the uncomfortable side of what happens and what are the repercussions when we don't. And the reality is, if you can breathe enough, you can choose to love. But if you're holding your breath, it's just impossible to love anyone, including yourself. Here's a very, very simple way. Again, whether you're science or spirit, whether you go left brain or right brain, here is the, here is the safest and quickest way to figure out if you love yourself. Tomorrow morning when you get up, walk over to the mirror naked, look in the mirror, scan your toes all the way up to your eyes, and say out loud in the mirror, I love you. And tell me how you feel. Tell yourself how you feel. If you believe that, if you feel connected to that, then you probably have a good relationship about love. But if you can't look yourself in the eye and love yourself in a mirror, then that's the path. That's your work. And, and that goes for everyone. No matter what age, what walk of life, who you are, it's most important right now for all of us to love ourselves, because if we don't love ourselves, then we're going to be the tyrant in the high chair that tries to control and rule over, over people seeking an empty shell of love because I might make enough money. I might have the right friends. I might have enough followers on social media, but I'll tell you what, Robin, and I know, you know, a lot of people in this world as well in health, people that are very popular, uh, doctors, many people that are high level health influencers, they get to the top of the mountain and they all say the same thing. Oh, I thought it would be more love. <laughs> I thought it would be more fulfilling. You know, I made the million dollars. I got the million followers. But if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself, like that is actually the, the path that you need to go down and explore. So funny that you say that because that, <laughs> that made me think about uh, two conversations I have recently about some of the most famous physician 
influencers out there. I'm not going to name them, but I don't, if I, if I told you the two of them, you literally wouldn't be able to think of anybody more famous, more New York times, bestseller renowned. And (laughs) both of them have had people tell me people close to them, whether it's their partner or their employees tell me these guys are so insecure. If they're on the stage, they come down and they're like, did I do okay? They've both, both their staff and their spouses have told me that. And, and, um, and I know both of these, both of these guys, but people think of, oh, this is a successful person. They've got it made. They've figured it out. They've triumphed over the, the gut check of, can they walk over to the mirror in the morning and look at themselves from toes to the top of their head naked yeah. and say, I love you and just feel nothing but radiant and positive. And you know what? So it's kind of funny because I'm thinking about how uh, we are all these insecure children inside including the most successful, the most renowned, the most admired people among us. But I also have to tell you, and I don't, this is going to make you sad, but I don't think there's one in a hundred women who could do that. Get up in the morning, walk over the mirror naked and what they see and they look, and maybe I'm reading a little bit into how, what you actually asked us to do to, to mm-hmm. check and see if we love ourselves, mm-hmm. look at themselves from toes to top of their head and say, I love you and feel you know, warm and happy and congruous. There's not one in a hundred women who looks at themselves in the mirror and does much besides notice what's wrong. I'd, I'd love to speak to that because I don't know the first thing about being a woman, but I do know that our society that has been run in this model of a woman's worth is how beautiful she is. A woman's worth is what she looks like in a bathing suit. It's all BS that has nothing to do with a woman's worth. What happens is that we have this same construct, Robin, that is scaring people to wear diapers on their faces out of fear that they're going to catch some kind of a disease that's essentially just a flu. It's the same energy. It's the exact same model of advertising and and propaganda that tricks people into believing they're not enough. It's the same energy. It's the same dark energy. And that dark energy says, unless you buy my face cream, unless you buy my protein powder, unless you buy my slimming waist tool, whatever it is, you're not enough. And it's subconsciously from the time that women are put in this world and they even know what words mean, they are taught by this old school model that they are not enough. And in order for them to be enough, they need to look like the people that are in the movies. They need to look like the people that are on Instagram. It is just such a bold faced lie. And I cannot believe that we are still uh, making it true with this tacit approval of allowing our movie stars to advertise Pepsi and our movie stars to advertise these face creams to subconsciously train women at an early age that unless they look and feel like the people they see on the screen, then they're not enough. And that is what what keep perpetuating this broken cycle of feeding this hungry ghost, as Gabor Maite calls it, world's leading addiction specialist. We continue to feed this hungry ghost with fuel that's unsustainable. And the unsustainable fuel is lack. We are not lack. (laughs) It's a big illusion. You love your daughter because you love your daughter. You love your son because you love your son. You love anyone. You love yourself just because you say so because that's your birthright. You don't need to look any way. Some of the most profound people, some of the most loving people didn't look anything like a supermodel or anything like a bathing suit model. It is a total lie Everyone can take a big breath in through their nose and breathe out through their mouth and recognize 
that the same energy that is making people wear masks is the exact same energy that teaches women at an early age to subconsciously hate themselves. And we're all pretty fed up with it. We're all pretty sick and tired of it. Really, really beautifully put. So you have this M21 morning system, or is it called, or is it called the breathe? Yes. M21 is, is a free ebook where there is a beginning practice in there. And so you can get that at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21, M like mom, right? M21. But really what I want to point people to, so if, if you're just kind of not sure if breathing is for you, of, of course it is, but if you're, <laughs> if you're a little hesitant to do it, go over there, go over to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. But if you're getting excited about meeting the stress right now and meeting the demands of the modern world, go over to breathwork.io. And actually there's a special link that Robin and I can share with you at the end of this podcast. I, I want to give to you, I want to give everyone a discount. This program was built to take someone from zero knowledge of breathwork practice within 21 days to a mastery. And I know you're thinking like, how do I master breathwork in 21 days? Well, I'll tell you why, because there's only three things you do. You inhale, you hold, and you exhale. <laughs> it's just about making yourself aware of how you're doing it. And so this Breathe Breath and, Breath and Wellness program, and I already talked about the acronyms and what they are, this is an integrated program. So in these 21 days, you're going to get access to myself. You're going to get access to our community. You're also going to get a PDF where you can follow it and a guide and videos where every single day you'll be able to be guided through your practice. So if this is something where you're lighting up at the fact of pulling that lever for your stress, I would love for you to go over to, I believe it's greensmoothiegirl.com forward slash breathe. That is the link that we have for your audience. And, and I want to give everyone 15% off because um, this is so needed in our world right now. So you can just enter the code Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, um, over at greensmoothiegirl.com forward slash breathe. And if you have any questions, you can also just reach out to me. I mean, I'm here. I want to be a resource. Uh, I made this program very affordable so that literally anyone can do this and get that accountability so they can be aware of their breathing and use their breathing so they can show up and love themselves and show up and love other people. Um, if you are a science person, this is for you. We have an incredible library of resources and, and scientific academia to back this up. If you're more of a spiritual uh, person, this is for you as well. I built this program for both people. So I really hope that you'll give this program a test drive. Well, thank you for everything you've taught us, Josh. And I'm sure I'll be getting feedback from some green smoothie girl and vibe followers about how they enjoyed 21 days of immersion in learning breath work. And also I should mention before we sign off that um, you can listen to Josh's podcast at Wellness Force Radio. Thanks so much for being with us today, Josh Trent. Thank you, Robin. And thanks for everyone for taking a breath with us. 